Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome into Baseball Minute Edition number three. We come to you following Coastal Carolina's absolute demolition of Davidson. 45 runs scored in three games that get you a nice clean 15 per average. They come out on uh, Friday as victors 7-6. to six. Then on Saturday, just crush the Wildcats 26-5. to five. Finish it up on Sunday 12-5. to five. Now, that all that to say that none of those games were the most impressive that has happened to Coastal this past week because last night on Tuesday, they beat the number five team in the country, Wake Forest, who came into that game 13-0. They beat them 13-11. And it shows, I mean, listen, that's 58 runs in the last four games for Coastal. And you go back and and... You take out a couple of the the losses there in Coastal's last five wins. They put up fourteen against Creighton, fourteen against Creighton again, seven against Davidson, twenty six against Davidson, twelve against Davidson. I guess six. I'm sorry, six wins and thirteen against Wake Forest. So in most of those games, they're getting over twelve runs a game, or at least twelve. There was only one in there where they got less than twelve and won the game. This offense is really clicking. This pitching staff is starting to find its own, and this team is looking very, very impressive. A good weekend of baseball behind them. Josh, what were your main takeaways from this weekend? I think the most major takeaway is that they can hang with anybody. I mean, they just beat the number two team in the country in one of the polls, number five in the other. So it proves that they have the talent to hang with anybody, and it's something we didn't necessarily know because we – got a chance to play a top-ranked team, and they lost by 10 runs or something. So it was good to see them turn what they did against Davidson into an actual chance at a win. And I would have just been fine if we were competitive in that game. But it was chippy. It was hard of the underdog. And the Palace, people really showed up there. And it was not only a win for the team, but it was a win for the fan base. And I don't know, that when that victory bell was ringing last night and we won, it kind of felt like, in a sense, coastal baseball is back to like being nationally prominent, or at least that's what this team wants to say. So, man, it was incredible. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. Is I think this is the team that is it has the potential to knock on the door and be on the national radar and be ranked at some point this season. And you know, it's it's a long way off. It's very early in the season with a very young team. But hell, this is a team that that might host a regional this is a team that might be a two seed in a, in a regional and and you're looking at a, a really deep potential tournament run because of how good their regular season is and and what they have on this roster jordan we'll, we'll bring it back to this past weekend what did that victory over wake forest mean to you and and mean to this team and what we can look forward to i mean for me it was it was huge you know this was um we talked about it in a lot of our podcast about the baseball team, you know, this is a young team and we had some high hopes going into the NC state game. And, um, you know, things just didn't pan out that way. Um, that boys fought hard, but just couldn't overcome a really good Wolfpack team. 
And then last night coming into that game and just knocking off the number five team in the country, anytime you can say that you knocked off the number five team in the country, a top five team at that, a team projected to be in the uh, NCAA uh, tournament for baseball, I mean, that's huge. And this is confidence building for this team. You know, um, you know everybody's just been playing well. I'm, I've been really impressed by um, some of the guys. You know, Zach Beach had a, a great weekend of baseball. Um, Bender has been playing really well. It's you know these young guys are starting to buy in to what Coach Gilmore and his coaching staff are um, are trying to lead this team in, and I, I think that it's, it's going to be great going down the stretch. It's still early in the season, but man, it, for me personally, this is a huge win, and I think the boys are definitely going to take this win into into the rest of the season. And like Josh said, you know. These boys, they can hang with anybody. And I think that if they can continue to keep winning, the pitching continues to keep being as dominant as it's been, we might be making some noise come late in the postseason of a Sunbelt tournament, maybe even get a chance to go back to the NCAA tournament. We just got to wait and see. But last night was really big, and I'm glad for the boys, and I'm glad for Teal Nation. Yeah, it's certainly exciting times for this baseball team. They uh, demolished Wake Forest in the second inning. They put up six runs on two home runs in the bottom of that inning. And a guy that's that's not getting a lot of credit that should be getting more of it um, is Eels. He, he's incredibly fast. He's causing chaos for other teams. This is a guy that um, Josh pointed out to me that and I didn't even realize it. He's a D2 transfer. This is a gem that pretty much nobody else was looking at. Nobody else wanted to bring in. And he's paying off for Coastal in, in ways that they couldn't even imagine. He's one of the best uh, interior, um, excuse me, uh, infielders early on in the Sun Belt. And it's going to be incredibly exciting to see where he can go. Josh, did you have any standout performers from this week? So, I mean, yeah, aside from the Eels, who, like like you said, everything I said, he doubled yesterday. He's stolen six bases on the year. He turned two double plays yesterday and this weekend. But, I mean, it's got to be – it has to be Derek Bender. I mean, this dude comes out in the bottom of the second, and he, he's part of that six-run second inning. And he puts – he hits a home run. After having a good weekend, too, he hit a home run this weekend. And then the second time that he comes back up, he hits a home run 452 feet, I believe, off the roof of the batting cages in left field. And I, I was working the content that game, and I got an incredible video of him. As soon as he swings and he makes contact with the ball, he starts talking shit, and he overhand throws the bat like Reese Hoskins in the playoffs. Like That's just the energy that we fell in love with at the end of the season last year. And hopefully now this team has, and coupled with Lucky was struggling going into yesterday, but he bounced back. But yeah, Derek Bender has been just incredible. He's from Merle's Inlet, but this is one of his first years really here. So, I mean, what a pickup from those guys. And then, yeah, the freshmen have, have continued to shine. But shout out Derek Bender, and that's one of the greatest bat flips that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid. I mean, it's it's – not up there in importance with like the Joey bats flip uh, over the Rangers uh, years ago, but in coastal lore, it's, it's pretty high up there. Just the, the amount of lucky from last year. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And, and the amount of confidence you have to have in yourself and in your team to do that against the number five team in the country 
in the fourth inning was when he hit that home run. There was more than half of a baseball game to go against, again, an undefeated, massively talented Wake Forest team. And he did that because he knew. He knew he was going to crush that ball. He did. And when he did it, he knew his teammates would have his back to not blow the lead and not surrender to this team and not give up. And we're going to win this game. And and I'm going to contribute to that with, with two home runs and back-to-back at-bats and absolutely crushed home runs. Before we move on to uh, the future here, before we wrap up the Baseball Minute, Josh, you've got something to add here. Yeah, I just wanted to add one more thing on this Wake Forest game, and then we can kind of put it behind us and look forward. But we did that. We were up big. But Wake Forest, obviously, they started to chip back. And, I mean, they're, they're undefeated, number five-ranked team in the country for a reason. And their dugout was chirping. They were getting hype. It looked like we lost pretty much everything. Like they took the lead back 11 to 10 in the top of the seventh inning after clawing back from multiple innings. And at that point, it kind of felt like, oh, well, here it is. The upset, it was cool while it lasted. But then in the bottom of the seventh, half an inning later, we get it all back. Graham Brown brings in Eels on a single where he, Graham Brown, took a shot and was down for a couple minutes but was able to get back up and keep playing. And then with two outs, tie ball game 11-11, to Ty Dooley, who's another one of these new guys that wasn't really around last year, hits a two-run homer in the bottom of the seventh to put us up for good 13-11. And just for a guy like that, he hasn't got enough praise either. He's kind of been our every-other-day shortstop rotating in there with Bourne and, and those guys, but we just have like guys it feels like we're mentioning new names every single episode that we do this and while we're still learning the team and that's part of it part of it is because we legitimately have 15 or 16 dudes that are going to contribute to the team this year so shout out to Ty Dooley and then Teddy Sharkey for shutting it down too yeah and and that depth that incredible kind of depth I mean you're talking 15 16 guys deep most teams in the country are lucky if they field a team of nine that they're confident in. Coastal Carolina's rolling at minimum 13. More likely, especially after what we've seen this past weekend, you're rolling 15 or 16 deep. And that is hard for a lot of teams to compete with. And Coastal Carolina has it. We'll look to the future this weekend. The Coastal Carolina Shawna Clears host the Illinois Fighting Illini. This is a team that comes in six and four. Um, with two of those losses being to the Wake Forest team that uh, Coastal Carolina just beat. They lost to them 8-1 and 10-1 earlier this season. But a good measuring stick for this Illinois team, they played a three-game series at uh, Southern Miss, who's currently the number 20-ish team in the country. Again, there's multiple different baseball polls, so you average it out, they come out to about 20 or 22. And they beat them in two of the three games. They beat them 13-5. to they lost to them in 11 innings, 13 to 14, and then they beat Southern Miss uh, nine to four. So they walked away from that um, with two wins. And that's a team that's at about the same level or, or just above Coastal. So this is not a bad team that Coastal's bringing in. This is one of the few teams in uh, the Big Ten that actually gives a damn about baseball and fields a good baseball team every year. And uh, this is going to be a, a good measuring stick series for uh, the Shauna Clears and what they hope to do going down the line. They also, uh, on the midweek game, they bring in 
lost my schedule here for a second. They bring in Campbell, uh, who's another good team, good Southern team that uh, has a lot of, they're one of those teams that shows up every couple years in the tournament. Um, they will be another good challenge. And then uh, we'll have a, a another baseball minute in there before this, but they do start Sunbelt play at James Madison the following weekend. So a, a lot of good things coming up for coastal baseball. Jordan, uh, are, how excited are you for this Illinois series? And uh, what are your expectations for this team? I mean, just based off what Josh was saying about last night's game against Lake Forest, you know, the guys definitely have a ton of swagger back, um, you know, riding this win streak that they're on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised Honestly, if we go two and one, maybe three and zero. Oh. Um, if we go three and zero, oh, you know it's it's looking really good record wise. Two and one, we're looking pretty good as well. Um, but those are the two stat lines. I think that you know two and one, three and zero, oh, just based off how this team is playing right now. The guys are definitely going to be motivated as well. You know, a Big Ten team coming in, and they're going to try to do whatever they can to defend. Um, you know, field home field turf down at uh, Springsbrook. So um, I just think that they're going to do really well this this weekend. And But right now, you know, this is a pretty hot team in the Sun Belt. And I'd be afraid of anybody coming into Springsbrook's. I feel for any visitor coming in because this team's hot right now. Josh, I'll turn it to you with the same questions. What are your expectations for this weekend? Yeah, yeah, similar to what Jordan said, I think, just with the way the team's playing right now. And if we're going to start moving towards this trajectory of, okay, maybe we can get ranked come middle of conference play season, I think we need to go three and one in the next four. And I think we can do that. I think we, we, we have to beat Campbell at home. Like, we have to do that. And then I think we can win the series against Illinois. I don't expect us to sweep them because – Again, this is a good team, and they're a Big Ten team. And in baseball, the likelihood that you're going to sweep a team in general is not high. But I think we need to go three and one at the two and two at the lowest, and we can keep this thing rolling. And it'd be really nice to be ten and five though, going into or twelve and five going into conference play. So, but yeah, three and one is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think I'm at at the same mark, but I wouldn't be upset with two and two as long as the two and two is competitive. If if you get blown out by Illinois in a game, that's that's super disappointing. But if you fight hard, you lose by a couple of runs, that's fine. That Illinois team is very good. Losing to Campbell is on the verge of unacceptable. Just again, I know this is a young team. I know this is going to be a roller coaster season, but that's a team that you should beat. That's a team that you have to beat and, and come tournament time when they're selecting regionals and they're determining who the last four in and all that good, happy stuff that happens uh, happens in, in June um, or excuse me, the end of May. You're going to look back at that game having lost it and go, oh, shit. And, and that's going to be one of those that you're going to wish you had back. And so I really think three and one is reasonable. You go two and one against Illinois. And in you win that game against Campbell and, and we're we're certainly happy headed into to conference play with a, a really solid record of eleven and five. And, and we're excited about what we can do against the Dukes of, of James Madison. But with that, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. Follow us on Twitter at the Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show. Send us how you're feeling. I mean, uh, Coastal Nation has to be excited. Teal Nation has to be 
super pumped for what this team can be after this past weekend. Who were your MVPs of the weekend? Let us know. And uh, we will be back with another Baseball Minute next week. As always, Sean's up.